have to turn now to the latest from the Nexium trial. There's reportedly new testimony against Allison Mack. Mel's been following the story very closely. What do we know now? That's right, guys. There are new allegations that are coming to light, and they are very shocking. Now, as we've reported, Smallville actress Allison Mack is accused of recruiting women to serve as sex slaves. And now the New York Post reports that a former Nexium member testified that Allison put Catherine Oxenberg's daughter, India, on a 500-calorie-a-day diet. Now, this was all allegedly to suit the sexual desires of the group's leader, Keith Ranieri. Now, the former member sobbed as she recalled India's struggle, saying it was just really, really hard to watch sometimes. India's mum, Catherine, has told us that India became part of a secret group within Nexium known as DOS. Court documents are alleging that women were pressured to have sex with Ranieri and brand his initials into their flesh. The crisis in the Catholic Church brings all kinds of weirdos out of the woodwork. I'm not talking about overly opinionated people who make videos on YouTube and ask for donations either. Um, but I mean very strange people who feel it necessary to call for the abolition of organized religion or who blame the church for all the evils in Western history. Look at the comments on recent videos on this channel and you'll see what I mean. The problem is that sexual predation by elites is going on right now and very few people are talking about it. So today I'm going to go over just a couple examples of organized sexual predators taking advantage of the system and eventually getting caught. Yes, this is a brief dive into some secular news. But these are stories you probably either haven't heard or haven't heard the full context of. There are many, many more that I'll cover here. If you want to know more, let me know in the comments and I may do a follow-up video to this one with some more explosive stuff that I'm actually going to talk about here. Needless to say, as we dive into the material, let's remember one thing. Our Lady of Fatima said more soul souls go to hell for the sins of the flesh. Fornication and sodomy are bad enough as they are, but human sex trafficking and sexual slavery are gross distortions of the sins of the flesh that are almost incomprehensible to the minds of mere run-of-the-mill everyday sinners like you and I. We're about to explore the habits of the political and holly-weird elites, and frankly, the sins they engage in are, again, incomprehensible. I bring this material to your attention today because it's both timely as it relates to the immigration issues we hear so much about in the news, and it may link to the hierarchy of the church, given the sins coming to light now and the attitudes of prelates towards open borders and unfettered migration. So let's get into it. You may have heard the story about Nexium in the news lately. Nexium, spelled N-X-I-V-M, like some goofy mall store overpriced clothing line, is, or maybe was, a self-styled self-help organization for the Hollywood elite. At least, on paper. Unofficially, women joined the group, founded by one Keith Rainier and Allison Mack. Rainier's Nexium title was Vanguard, would take these women and subject them to all kinds of conditioning that made them think the branding and sex slavery they were being subjected to were not only a good thing, but actually made them better people. Sort of akin to a 40 days in the desert scenario, but for depraved perverts. I'm not kidding either, nor am I making that association in a gross manner. One young woman described it in similar ways that we might describe surviving a dark night of the soul, or a spiritual journey where we fast and face the temptations of the devil. I'm not going to go into too much detail here about Nexium. If you want to know more about Nexium, I have a series of articles on them linked on the Sources blog. You can find a link to the Sources blog in the description of this video. It's disturbing stuff. I'll just say this. If you watch the show Smallville, then know that Allison Mack, one of the stars of the show, is one of the leaders of that cult and helped recruit other women into sex slavery and branding. They actually had a symbol branded on their pelvis. 
she'll probably go to prison for a long, long time. The founder, Rainier, or Vanguard, was just convicted and faces life in prison. Oh, and before I forget, Nexium ran a series of daycare centers in the United States and abroad. Yes, a sex slavery self-help organization ran daycare centers. At least 11 of them that, that we know of so far. Just think about that one for a while. On the issue of this group, I'm going to focus instead on their connections. Claire Bronfman, a high-powered Hillary Clinton donor who is closely tied to the two-time presidential loser, was arrested for her role in financing this cult. Weird, right? She is alleged to have conducted human experiments on people imprisoned by the cult. For what reason? I have no idea, to be honest. Psychopaths have their own reasons, and I'm sure they make sense to them. There are rumors also that Kirsten Gillibrand, who is technically a Democratic presidential candidate, is directly connected to Nexium through her parents, one of whom at one point worked directly for the cult. You can't make this stuff up. It's truly bizarro world to read about this stuff, especially since the reporting isn't coming from cons conspiracy theory blogs, but conservative blogs that use mainstream media sources. And speaking of the mainstream media, while they are covering Nexium due to its celebrity connections, no mention of direct ties to the political elite are made. If you wonder why that is, it's because the degrees of separation from the politicians and the activist media today are by mere degrees. It's one reason I don't trust the secular media in the slightest. But so what, right? Celebrities are often degenerates. For the longest time, actors and actresses were treated by society the way we treat prostitutes and petition gatherers. They were kept on the fringes of society because people used to be smarter than we are today. But keep an eye on the Nexium story. As the U.S. moves towards a presidential election, this story could be one of those things that complicates the election greatly, depending on how wide and deep the connections are to the political elite. Speaking of political elite, this story takes us to the U.K. It involves something that most Westerners have never heard of either, an organized ring of pedophilia that involves the various highest members of government. Allegedly, at least. In 1983, a controversial MP, Jeffrey Dickens, had made a series of incendiary claims about active pedophiles in the corridors of power. Dickens handed a dossier of names and charges against prominent members of the UK Parliament to one Leon Britton, the youngest Home Secretary in the history of the United Kingdom. Later, it was revealed that Britton himself had been accused of raping a woman and abusing several boys. These charges were never investigated in any meaningful way until after his early death. The dossier Jeffrey Dickens handed to Britain predictably disappeared. But what is known about the contents of the dossier are extraordinarily scandalous. It is alleged that 16 members of Parliament and, and members of the House of Lords, as well as 30 high-profile figures of the Church of England, private schools, and big business, were members of and advocates for a group brazenly calling itself the Pedophile Information Exchange. Not much is known about the group, even though they operated partly in the open, campaigned for the age of consent to be abolished, and incest to be legalized. It also allowed pedophiles to send each other secure mail and facilitated in-person meetings of the depraved. One fact to consider, the, notor the notoriously strong libel laws in the United Kingdom prevented these allegations from being reported, enabling the investigations to be quietly ended or documents to disappear. But it gets worse. As the officials in charge of, the inv of investigating the allegations against the 16 MPs and others were visited by angry Labour Party members just prior to a secretive investigation agency paying a visit to the original investigators. I'll quote one article directly that described the scene. Quote, 
Three vehicles pulled up to the newspaper offices, and about 15 men barged inside. Two pushed him up against a wall and brandished a search warrant, and something described as a D-notice. The D-notice system was established in 1912 and was supposed to be used on very rare occasions when national security could be threatened by a news story. End quote. Interesting that this story would threaten national security. Maybe, just maybe, the scope of allegations would have brought the major parties in the United Kingdom down and would have threatened the existence of the government itself. Perhaps not. I'm merely speculating here. But in the end, the special forces investigators seized all documents and little has been reported on this since. It's all quietly gone down the memory hole, as is normally the case. Later, a former UK Conservative Party member named Tim Fortescue gave a hint about the motivation for why politicians would cover up the abuses of their party members, quoting him directly. Anyone with any sense who was in trouble would come to the whips and tell them the truth and say now, I'm in a jam, can you help? It might be debt, it might be a scandal involving small boys, or any kind of scandal which a party member seemed likely to be mixed up in, they'd come and ask if we could help. And if we could, we did. We would do everything we can because we would store up brownie points. That sounds a pretty nasty reason, but one of the reasons is, if we can get a chap out of trouble, he'll do as we ask forevermore. End quote. Brownie points. Cover-ups for total control of a politician. Understand, we're talking about men in positions of authority in a parliamentary system. Rarely, if ever, do members of parliamentary bodies run for office as individual candidates. Most often, people vote for the party, with influence on the vote coming in in the form of opinions on the likely prime minister. In other words, these MPs have to do what they're told because they can be replaced. Those covering up for the crimes of the party members are complicit in the crimes of the elites. And yes, I do know that there are procedures in place to protect abuses of just replacing uh, party members and members of parliament, but it can be done. In closing, though, I will tell you that it gets worse. If people want, I can go over the accusations against Jeremy Epstein and numerous others who are deeply, deeply connected to virtually every major political player in the United States today. Epstein had his own private island where he would run flights of something he called the Lolita Express, where figures would fly out to his island to sexually assault teenagers and children. There's a lot there, and it's all been verified as true. None of this is conspiracy theory stuff. Let me know if you want something on that. I bring this up because I'm skeptical that the church in America will get cleansed by the political elites. I do still believe a RICO investigation of the church is coming, but that won't mean much unless the rot is ripped out at its roots, and those roots are connected to the political elites. Just look at Carnival Bernadine, a known sexual predator and rapist, and received a Medal of Honor from President Clinton just before his death. Ted McCarrick met regularly with presidents. The connections between the elites and the criminals in the church that a real cleansing may not happen without divine, violent intervention. Let me know what you think in the comments below. If you want another installation of this, maybe one that's a little longer, let me know. I can, I, I'll definitely put it on my docket. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.